greetings and welcome to an Odyssey into Oratory. If the Spirit so moves you, would you be kind enough to follow, like, share, or repost, and please comment on this podcast, as I'm your grateful host, Dan Riley. For this podcast, I intended to complete last week's regarding mass hypnosis, but I'm going to hold off on that, at least for the time being. It might be more timely next week. Today, I'm going to engage in a stream of consciousness. No need to roll your eyes. I have a theme and some very intriguing observations, or at least I think so. Ultimately, I'm going to give you my five favorite speeches from cinema, or as we say here in the States, the movies. I came to watching movies late in life. Sure, I watched a few as a kid, but once I got my driver's license, I was pretty much done with movies. Most of my spare time was spent in athletic pursuits. But over the last decade or so, I've been catching up. And one of the things I find most fascinating is this concept of method acting. In a nutshell, the actor aspires to a complete physical, psychological, and emotional identification with the character they are going to play. It was reported that Daniel Day-Lewis didn't break the character of Lincoln for the entire three months of the filming. The cast, crew, and even Spielberg himself had referred to him as Mr. President. Many of the iconic characters we know from movies were created using this method. The Joker, the Raging Bull, and the Last King of Scotland are but a few. There has also been danger associated with this complete immersion or identification with a character that's not our own. Broken marriages, drug addiction, and antisocial behavior have all occurred long after the filming was done, but consistent with the profile of the character that was adopted. Once a person has transformed into a different character, it's not so easy just to snap back. What I find interesting is that this method of transformation is taught in other areas of life as well. Consistent in all the success and self-development literature is the instruction, act as if, meaning behave in all areas of your life as if you have already attained the thing or things you desire. Be that whatever it is, a certain job, a different position, a new career, a lower body weight, or a specific amount of money. This method acting outside the world of drama produces the same outcome. The variables of intensity and consistency are what determine the time it takes to move things from the unseen to the seen world. The discovery of what are called mirror neurons might begin to explain this phenomenon. Our brains are wired in a way that allows us to learn by observation and imitation. I'll tell you of an interesting study. Both tennis and non-tennis players were hooked up to brain scanners while they watched a professional tennis player hit powerful serves. For both players and non-players alike, the neurons connected to the shoulder and arm fired, mirroring those of the professional tennis player. But for the tennis players, the neurons firing were much more intense, suggesting these mirror neurons have a range. So if you pretend you're Lincoln for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you'll become Lincoln a lot sooner than if you pretend you're Lincoln just for eight hours a day. I won't bore you with any more studies or sensory-specific brain scans. Suffice to say, our brains have some mysterious properties. All right, back to the movies. 
As I tried to identify my five favorite movie speeches, it was harder than I thought. There are so many movies with great speeches out there. Reducing my favorites to just five took some thought. I didn't consider soliloquies or one-on-one conversations. If I had, Morgan Freeman's character Red in The Shawshank Redemption would have made my list for his conversation with Andy Dufresne, Get Busy Living or Get Busy Dying. America's national pastime may be baseball, but America's sport is football. Many of the best movie speeches center around football. Be it teams, towns, coaches, or franchises, you can't find any list of great movie speeches that don't contain one or more of the following movies. Remember the Titans, Rudy, We Are Marshall, Any Given Sunday, and Friday Night Lights. And I'm sure I've I've missed a few. I suppose we could trace our fixation with locker room type speeches of all sports back to the legendary coach of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, Newt Kenneth Rockney. His reputation as a great orator was cemented in the collective psyche way back in 1940, long before many of us were around, with the movie Newt Rockney, an All-American, and his win one for the Gipper speech. I'm sure there are people out there just like me who have previously said, let's win one for the Gipper, and having absolutely no idea what the hell they were referencing. One of Rockney's legendary speeches was only 13 words. After the first half of a game, one in which his team was being soundly defeated, he didn't join the team in the locker room at halftime, as was his custom. But, right before the second half was to begin, he opened the locker room door, stuck his head inside, and said, Oh, pardon me, ladies. I thought this was the Notre Dame locker room. Certainly, that's an inappropriate reference in today's world, but given the mores of Rockney's era, it was acceptable. The Fighting Irish went on to win that game. Okay, here we go with my top five. And number five is William Wallace, played by Mel Gibson in the movie Braveheart. He is on a horseback attempting to convince his fellow Scotsmen to follow him into battle against King Edward's army. The speech is titled, They'll Never Take Our Freedom. Selecting favorites of anything is, by definition, a highly personal thing. But in trying to understand why this speech made my list, my maternal grandfather came to mind. Being from Ireland, he didn't hold the British in very high regard. As just a little kid, he had me memorize the poem from the fairy tale Jack and the Beanstalk, Fee-fi-fo-fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he alive or be he dead, I'll grind his bones to make my bread. Jesus, what a gruesome thing to teach a kid. Upon getting married, my parents moved from Massachusetts to California, and every so often my grandparents would come out to visit. They would always take the southern route, which went right through Texas. After Jack Kennedy was assassinated, they would only take the northern route. My grandfather vowed to never step foot in Texas again. I guess I know why William Wallace's speech made my list. Number four is the opening speech by George C. Scott in the movie Patton. I believe the movie came out in 1970 or thereabouts. This would have been during my formative years. What can I say? What boy at that time in our country wasn't a bit jingoistic? The title of the speech was America Loves a Winner. Well, a football movie made my list after all. 
Coming in at number three is coach Tony D'Amata from the Miami Sharks. His pregame speech, Inches, in my mind, is the best of all the sports speeches. Matthew McConaughey and Denzel Washington's speeches were good in their respective football movies, but not close to Al Pacino's performance. As I said before, I'm not considering one-on-one speeches because there's just too many of them. Had I, I would have thought long and hard about the scene from the movie Rudy when Fortune lectures Rudy while he's standing in the empty stadium. Number two is English teacher John Keating, played by Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society. Carpe diem, seize the day, boys, is the speech I'm referring to. Robin Williams is best known for his comedy, but I thought he was one hell of a dramatic actor. Dead Poet Society, Goodwill Hunting, and The World According to Garp are all among my favorite movies. Again, if I were to consider one-on-one conversations, Williams' talks with Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting would have made for great speeches. Coming in at number one is Lieutenant Colonel Frank Slade. This was not even a close call for me. Deciding two through five took some thought, but Al Pacino's speech, Cradle of Leadership, in the movie Scent of a Woman, in my opinion, is in a class of its own. A vessel of seagoing snitches. I'll show you out of order. There's nothing as pathetic as an amputated spirit. I'd take a flamethrower to this place. I have no idea who wrote that speech, but it's a classic. The alliterations, the imagery, the rhetorical flourishes, it's just a masterpiece. And I haven't seen an equal to Pacino when it comes to playing the part of a great orator. Well, that's my list. I'd love to hear yours. It should be obvious that I don't suffer from recency bias, or maybe it's that they just don't include classic speeches in modern movies. I don't know. You decide. If you notice there were no women actresses on my list, I did too. Screenwriters should take notice. For my part, that's all there is, except for this. Please follow, like, share, or repost, and comment on this podcast. This is Dan Riley taking you on an Odyssey into Until next time, throw off the cold, sail away from the sea, catch the trade from the moon. We are excited to announce the launch of an Odyssey into Oratory, from speaker to spellbinder. This new dynamic and interactive speech training program was created specifically for the changing world we find ourselves in. In a business career spanning 40 years, from bagging groceries all the way to the executive suite, Dan has attended and delivered several hundred presentations and speeches. Throughout his Odyssey, He has completed several prestigious executive speech programs. He is a four-time graduate of the Dale Carnegie course and a decades-long Toastmaster. But most of all, he is a lifetime student of the great orators, past and present. In combining his years of experience, study, and training, he has distilled and synthesized these lessons to create an online seven-week training course. While this course can benefit anyone looking to acquire or improve their public speaking skills, It was designed specifically for those working in a corporate or entrepreneurial environment. With his vast experience in the marketplace, Dan's students will receive insights and communication strategies that are not offered in the traditional speech training program. It is an integrated course in that it includes many other components of personal development that will transform good speakers into spellbinders. For more information on how to enroll in Dan's course, From Speaker to Spellbinder, 
contact us at an odyssey into oratory at gmail.com. Additionally, you can find Dan's blog at spiritualsideofsuccess.blog.